Well, if that music doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. Welcome to the Australian Performing Arts Teachers Association and with this is our podcast and my name is Jennifer Jen Hampstead and today with me I have Angela Lowe. Welcome Angela. Hi Jen, thanks for having <laughs> me. Angela is the managing producer for Camerata, Queensland's Chamber Orchestra. Founded in 1987, Camerata aims to empower audiences, inspire audiences, empower artists and enrich communities through music. Now, Angela has recently returned from pre-tour community consultations ahead of Camerata's regional tour in June, Crossing Fingers, in Longreach, Winton, Julia Creek, Cloncurry and Mount Isa. We can't thank you enough for having having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. It's great to be here, Jen. Thank you. Welcome, Ange. Um, So here we are talking about the performing arts. And where did it all begin for you, for the little Angela? For the little Angela, a little country girl, went to a very small school. Um, I grew up between Warwick and Toowoomba. Um, For me, look, I had very creative parents actually. My mother was in the CWA and they used to do all of these little entertaining nights and... uh, Uh, international nights and they'd all dress up and do skits and so I used to um, perform in those actually I wanted to be an actress for a very long time but slight problem I was very shy actually (laughs) Uh, but I discovered music at quite a young age my mother organized piano lessons for me and I learned from this amazing woman who uh, didn't have all the structure I suppose that you'd get from doing more formal lessons doing AMEB syllabus and all that kind of thing I didn't do that I just learnt Beatles songs and pop songs and uh, it was great and it was great for me because I learnt to read music which I didn't realise at the time would later become a really good skill to have for me. Of course of course because as your role as managing producer you've had many roles in your lifetime. Um, Talk about the teacher your teacher, was she a hippie? What was she? She was a hippie, actually. <laughs> um, she uh, was uh, from Russia and oh. had moved out to Australia and um, she was fantastic. And her husband was a great guitarist, actually, yep. and uh, they used to jam a lot. They had a dog called Ringo, which was really cool, <laughs> named after Ringo Starr from the Beatles. Yep. So, But she had great musicality and although she was never formally trained herself, she was just one of those people that could listen to anything and just play it Um, but she was she was really good with the theory of music as well but um, she was more about what mood I was in what I like to do she was very much about retaining children because I think that's one of the problems with music you sometimes lose kids along the way and um, they give up so but she was she kept it interesting and fun and I learned right up until I started university actually and then I moved to Brisbane so I kind of had to give it up learning with her so yeah um, I wasn't particularly good at it I really wasn't I'm not just saying that <laughs> but um, I enjoyed it and I loved it and I found it a great stress reliever particularly when I yeah. was in high school and studying mm. and and all of those things so I always really enjoyed it I wish I could sing I wish I could dance can't do either very well um, but yeah I love music yeah yeah do you still play piano today? I I do have my piano actually. Yeah. Like we moved it from the farm a couple of years ago, 
but um, I don't play it enough, but I do really want to get back into it. Yeah. And because um, I can still actually surprisingly read music quite well. Yeah. So uh, I have two daughters who one is not musical at all and the other is. So, yeah, yeah we, we thought we might try to get a little family band together <laughs> or something. Well, maybe in this time of self-isolation you can get that little band happening. Yeah, maybe we can. a bit of time together to do that. Yes, drive the neighbours crazy. Yeah. Um, so when you've moved from the country and you've gone to university you went to QUT yes I did yeah did I did a bachelor a, of arts yeah I did a bachelor of arts and um in um those days we kind of majored in different streams so I majored in stage management right. and technical production so yeah. uh that was the best way for me to proceed to be honest I wanted to go into the film industry mm-hmm. um I always wanted to do that continuity of all things which sounds so boring but it really interested me but then um, I was definitely reliant on funding to help me with my study and back then I'm so it feels like I'm so old but (sighs) that kind of access to that funding wasn't available for film courses you had Mm. to self-fund that so uh, I was actually talking to a friend who was a um what did work in film at the time and yeah it was he who suggested hey you should consider theatre and um, so that's when I decided to audition for QUT and I was lucky enough to get in. Right so um, during your time at QUT would you put on productions and things like that and that's how you would learn your craft? Yeah very much so Um, I'm not quite sure how it's structured now but when I went to QUT our first year was very um, globally based so you did a bit of acting you did everyone everyone did some acting everyone did some technical Mm -hmm. everyone did history of the theatre that kind of thing and then in your second and third year you tended to uh, kind of specialise in what you were interested in Mm -hmm. and we ran a lot of secondments, so you would go and work for professional companies for blocks of time, especially if they were doing long seasons, right. and um, that's where you would get to kind of be mentored and, and learn from people actually working in the industry. And yep. a lot of our tutors that we had also were very active working in the industry as well. So it was nearly like a, obviously an educational opportunity, but also a networking opportunity as well. Yeah, and I mean, that's what you want from teachers in this industry, is to have them actually participating and and absolutely absorbed in it and then they can just flow on with that information for you um, more directly that's right that's exactly right Um, Angela you've been stage manager as you said technical manager production coordinator and it says here in your bio musical theatre opera special events festivals and corporate so where did your journey take you from from university well it was very strange actually because definitely theater was something that I really enjoyed I'd done several secondments with La Boite Theatre which mm. in those days was still on Hale Street back yeah. in the day um, and I did really love theater um, particularly Uh, Shakespearean works and things like that however I (laughs) ended up doing a secondment on Hamilton Island um, in their conferencing department and working with in their specifically in their audiovisual department and up until that time I'd had some exposure to the technical and production side of things but definitely had more of a focus on stage management Mm -hmm. 
So I did a, uh, I think it was about a three-week secondment there. It was beautiful. Like, yes. who doesn't want to live in the Whit Sundays? And then I was just very, very lucky to be offered a full-time job. The wow. timing was perfect because I had just graduated. Yep. And so I ended up on Hamilton Island. And that took me straight into that conferencing world, the commercial world. Yeah. Uh, and it was perfectly timed, actually, and it was very difficult work. It was hard work. Mm-hmm. But I think from that very beginnings of my career, I learned to be resourceful and yep. um, and also working with a lot of different personalities. So yeah. a lot of executives and uh, people from big global corporations as mm. well. Uh, the conferencing department there was very active. The Wit Sundays was certainly globally an interesting place for professional conference organisers to use. Uh, We had a very quick and demanding turnover. Uh, So, yeah, it was a very busy time. I have to say, I don't think I've ever worked as hard as I did (laughs) while I was there. Worked as hard or partied as hard? Well, it was a A bit bit of of both. (laughs) I have to say, it just was a 24-hour rolling event. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think it's um, funny that um, a lot of people don't realise that there is a big ask of audiovisual, technical, stage management in the whole corporate world. Yes. Um, very active community and, um, you know, don't be afraid to step in that arena. It, it is some place where students can go when they've, um, they've learnt all this but let's try something else. Let's step into another arena. You can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's a fast-paced environment. I think the other thing that the corporate and commercial side of thing teaches you, which is why I was actually, when I reflect on where I started and where I am now, yeah. I think one of the biggest things it also taught me was the importance of customer service. Now, mm. I know that sounds strange in a theatrical yeah. setting, but it's actually really important. And that extends to the people you collaborate with, mm. the crew that you work with in venues. Yeah. And it really taught me to be um, respectful, compassionate. Yes. These are the kind of attributes that are that are important because I always say it doesn't really matter how much you know mm. if nobody wants to work with you then it's kind of a mute point yeah so I, I really value that and because I was in a tourist setting as well so obviously when I worked there it was about um, taking care of our conference clients but you also had to be aware you were in a major tourist market yeah, and if and you you're were walk- presenting our correct, country basically. and the brand so mm. I think I learned a lot about brand image and uh, just you know how to really um, be a good host and and I think that's important in all aspects of work yeah Yeah. and and that's what you're doing now with the Camerata as managing producer and when you go out to what you've just come back from in regional Queensland is meeting with community and 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 contacting them so how what what goes on when you do that sort of thing where those pre-tour communication with um the country and the regions that you're going to? Well, it's absolutely important. I think one of the big things that um, that Camerata do so well is not, you know, organise in isolation. So I can't possibly sit at my desk in Brisbane mm. and decide what people need in Cloncurry or Julia Creek or yep. Longreach or any of the pla- many, many places that we visit. It's very, very important for our education program to engage with teachers. Teachers are on the ground in those situations managing the curriculum mm. and the um, their students and what their needs are as well. So um, when we tour, when Camerata tours, we kind of have two arms of our tour. We have our education and community engagement arm and then we yep. have our performance program. Yep. So the 
idea is for regional audiences, they experience Camerata in full flight, just like what concert hall audiences in Brisbane experience. Yes. But they also get that added benefit of our visitation to the community and can take full benefit of us being there basically and that's where our education and community engagement program come in we perform in aged care homes with one of the only orchestras to do that yeah. uh, and run a great program there and obviously we run workshops school performances and also take the opportunity to do one-on-one lessons particularly for kids who are living in really remote areas and mm. learn by um, school of distance education or school of the air yes. it's a great opportunity for them to have a teacher in person I mean it's miraculous that they can learn instruments some even over the phone not even via Skype so um, obviously we do that with the consent of their teachers and we collaborate with everybody but it's about going out there and asking people what they want Mm. what they need what they like uh, rather than us just kind of saying this is what we're yeah this is coming this is coming the other great initiative we have with our touring is we have a composer in residence and um, for each tour uh, our composer will travel to one of the locations we're uh, visiting do a short residency and write a piece inspired by that community and that has proven very popular that piece in the program so um, this year we're working with a composer called John Rota and he's a wonderful emerging composer so we're very excited to be doing that and uh, this year's um, inspiration will be the town of Winton. Oh lovely I've actually visited Winton um, some great drinking there and um, golf. Oh golf <laughs> and dinosaurs <laughs> and fantastic things so we were just yes as you know we we're just there last week and yep. um, oh we had a great time. I travel I don't go by myself I take our education, education manager, manager Johnny yeah. NG he comes with me yep. and um, yeah we just and and he's he's a wonderful uh, player he's also our principal second violinist but um, he's just a great educator he's so fantastic with children and and everyone and um, the other thing that we do which is really super fun is we get in our performance that we do in our performance program all the local students if there's local adult singers guitarists whatever they will perform one piece with us at the end of our concert so there's nothing nicer than being somewhere and then uh you know we'll say okay everyone in the community piece stand up and come up onto stage and like most of the audience comes up (laughs) it's great yes so that's it and that's it that's a performance outcome for people which is really important it kind of gives a bigger um, vision of of what it's like and it's a great opportunity for those people to play with professional musicians as well who are all so wonderful to collaborate with and and are great people. Oh it sounds awesome you must meet some amazing teachers while you're out in these regional centres. Absolutely. Uh, Especially when you're talking about the School for Air um, teachers. Tell us about some of the teachers that you've met. Oh, look, we've met so many over the years. Um, There's this wonderful, without naming names, there's so many, but there's a wonderful music teacher in Mossman. Her name's Jenny Guyatt. Shout out, Jenny, if you're (laughs) listening. She is a phenomenal woman. She is a powerhouse. She ended up in Mossman, actually, I think, remember her telling me a story that her car broke down she was traveling around and she ended up there and she stayed there like 23 years later um but these are these are 
teachers who are so committed to mm. uh, the musical journey of children and, and also the benefits that, that music and art and culture, whether it be dance and drama, brings to the community as well. Yep. And But there's also a lot of people that, um, a lot of younger people who are doing their time in, in regional Queensland, but they're mm-hmm. so committed. Yep. And it's a 24-7 job for teachers. It, it's a really big job. Uh, they're often managing children who they might have one person who wants to do percussion one person who wants to do double bass Mm. one person who wants to do cello and they themselves play violin and they're teaching these kids and they're doing such a great job they're doing you know and they look for lots of opportunities for them as well to come say to Brisbane to do programs like SHEP that's run at the conservatorium and things like that so um there's they're, they're just very committed and I think that um, – and that goes for everywhere, not just regional yeah. areas, yep. but I think there's so many great teachers out there and, and I know that it can be challenging because they're managing this massive curriculum as well, mm. uh, but they do a great job. They yep. do a great job. Amazing. Yep. Um, what makes the arts so special to you, Ange? Well, to me, I think – I just value the arts for all the other things that it brings to the community. So obviously entertainment and and joy and all of those things, a lot yeah. of fun. But I think that it's um, economically a wonderful industry that deserves all the support it gets and, and more. Yes. I think it brings health and happiness to communities and I know a lot of countries around the world have truly identified that as mm. a really important and significant contribution that it makes to communities. Especially now, at this time. Especially now, absolutely. And I think that it brings people together Mm. and it's a great employer and I just think creative pursuits are really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of going on in the world but everyone seems to be coming together with a song of some sort or um, people sharing in that way and it brings people together just like you said. Absolutely. Um, let's, Let's go back and... Talk about um, one of your fondest memories. Tell me something about the opera or... Yeah, I think probably my fondest memories were probably touring with musical theatre. I think when you're living and working with people for sometimes two-year run on the same... um, the same show you, you could you know it could be assumed that you'd get bored or um you know it gets a bit monotonous but it doesn't and and the great thing is a lot of um companies encourage people to cross learn other people's jobs and things as well yep. but i really did enjoy that time um a seeing seeing australia and we used to tour to new zealand yep. and asia like that was that was great and really eye-opening for me. But I just think I really valued getting to know people and we had this big family that was on the road together and it was it was lots of fun. Those lots of fun. bonds that get created when yeah. you're stuck with people day in, day out yeah. and exploring and um, growing together and every performance there'd be something Absolutely. different and everyone would pick up on something it. Something different to do and I think that um, I just loved... Um, Musical theatre, I love musical theatre. I am a musical theatre junkie, so I will see everything. I don't care what reviews say or don't say. I just love a big sing. I love a mega mix. I love the big curtain calls. (laughs) And it was just a genre that I really, really enjoyed very much. Yeah. Um, What's the biggest challenge? 
Probably the biggest challenge for me, if I look back, I mean, there's always there's always a lot of different things, but probably a really significant moment for me was the first opera I actually ever did. Yeah. So I went straight from musical theatre into opera and it was such a big shift, of course, um, the basics of stage management are the same, but mm-hmm. there were just there were just more challenges for me. Um, I definitely, um, I suppose, felt that stepping away from my family that I'd been with for so long. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful uh, genre to work in. You have to be very disciplined. I think I struggled a little bit with the first opera I did. Um, kind of everyone spoke German, and the rehearsals just naturally fell into German and I was yeah. kind of trying to work out what was going on but um, that's where my music reading came in handy but right. I, I had a wonderful I was the deputy stage manager at the yep. time so I was responsible for basically the show calling was the most important facet of my job but yep. I had a terrific stage manager her name was Peter Winters and she just had faith in me and I just know she knew that I could do it yes. but it was it was it was challenging and it was a big opera like it was big so it was a big show call I just happened to start on a really massive one yep. um but yeah that was probably some challenging times but I learned a great deal working for the opera company and uh it was it was great I had some really good times there yeah yep. I think that's what happens in performing arts is um you just get thrown into something all of a sudden and and yes. you've just got to pick it up and yep. run with it and, and act like you know. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm a big one for that. I just go, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I Google something and go, what, <laughs> what were they talking about? I mean, that was my first few months at Camerata. Oh, my gosh. Our artistic director, Brendan, who's yep. a very generous and wonderful man, but he'd, he'd asked me to do something or say, oh, can you check this out? And I'd just go, yeah, no problem. Yep. Then I'd have to Google it because I didn't know <laughs> what he was talking about. Um, but, you know, that's that's a great thing and I love that idea of lifelong learning. Yes. I think that we have to continue to learn, adapt, mm-hmm. be flexible, be open to new opportunities and, yeah, that's a great thing about um, – that's a great thing about the arts too. And yep. I very much enjoy collaborating with other art forms. We've yep. done things with dance companies in the past and I love that idea of kind of coming together and, and bringing creative people together that come from different backgrounds. Mm. It, it creates some beautiful product. Yes. Um, so talking about Peter Winters, would she be one of your mentors from yes, throughout your life? And, absolutely. And tell yes. us about your mentors or the great teachers throughout your life because that's what we're here for. We're here for the teachers and we want to hear their stories and yeah, who, what they mean to people. So can you tell us about I think I think that the role that teachers play in in people's lives is so important. And definitely when you talk to uh, people from a musical background, they'll always mention their teachers with such affection mm. and they shape everything about you. But I suppose for me... Um, Annette Kerwitz, Nettie Kerwitz, she now uh, actually works at, uh, for the opera company, yep. but uh, she was this resident stage manager at Le Boite Theatre. Yep. And uh, I will always say that um, she taught me pretty much 99% of what I knew about stage mm. management. And uh, it, it's interesting because you think, oh, what was it exactly? If you could list 10 things that she taught you, it, it's bigger than that it's bigger than just just a list of things I mean she was a fantastic show caller she'd probably deny that but she's really great show caller and I used to put on comms and just listen to her call the shows because I just 
thought she was she's was just so wonderful. That's the magic. That's the magic. But I think the thing that Nettie taught me the most was um, not just the the tick and flick jobs that a stage manager does. Like mm. obviously she was insanely organised um, and all of those things. But she had a great way with people yeah. and she taught me how to read people and read situations. Very compassionate person, a very mm. kind person. So I think I went away. Um, I did a six-week uh, stint with her on Hamlet. We did Hamlet for six weeks at Labatt. And in that six weeks, I swear, I learnt everything. I felt I learnt so much. Yeah. And um, she was just... She She's just such an organised person, but yeah, just so kind. And I, I went away from that going, right, that's the kind of stage manager I want to be. That's mm. how I want to uh, work with people. Um, I want to be open and understanding and all of those kind of important things. And I must say, you, that's, that's who you are. I know Ange as the compassionate, kind oh, thanks, person. Jen. So I think, um, yeah, when you see someone who is has a wonderful way with people you emulate that just by watching them yes. and so that that can be your greatest teachers yeah definitely and and the um people that teach you to you know work hard mm. peter um when i worked with her at the opera company she was just she was a powerhouse so f- you know yep. so phenomenal and i worked with her at a time when she was also uh had started having a family and when uh. i started having a family myself which was quite a few years later yep. i often referred back to how she would do things so yes. it helped me in my personal life as yep. well um she was she was a really taught me the importance of a strong team and yep. working together and even when working with people sometimes that uh, is confronting for you or like mm-hmm. look let's face it you don't click with everybody in the world and you yep. can meet some pretty difficult people sometimes but I think it's about finding the opportunity of what you can learn from difficult people yes. and it might be a case of you just saying look I wouldn't do it that way and next time you know, I'll remember this situation and see if I can approach it a different way. Not saying that I worked with a heap of difficult people at the opera company, but it was a slightly different feel. And um, she was a very commanding person and but she also had that kind of sensitivity which I really appreciated so yeah she definitely helped me a lot when I became a mother and was trying to juggle Mm. being a mother working in the industry and all of those things so yeah Yeah. it was a great time. Um, Linking uh, teaching to industry um, that's kind of that um, for students coming out, I guess they're going to feel that same way and they're going to clash or not understand people and that's when they need to look at what's happening. Um, what do you think teachers need to be preparing students for? Oh, gosh, it's such a big world, like isn't what it? What does industry want for those, from those kids that are either graduating high school and going into uni or coming out of uni and thinking that they're going to step into work? What, what do they need to know? What do you want well, I suppose that is a it's a it's a hard thing, and I think that um, you know since I was a student compared to a student now, I think they have a lot more pressures. There's a m- mm. lot more immediacy to things they have to deal with, uh, even with things like social media and and all of those kind of things. At the end of the day, I think um, for for young people coming out, I would say 
got to listen and you've got to learn and you've got to watch. And I think that, um, you know, we now, everyone texts each other and um, I don't want to sound like some old person who goes, oh, social media is bad. It's not. <laughs> it's wonderful and it connects people and it's great for our industry. Yep. But I think it's about developing those personal relationships being able to have a conversation with someone Mm. um being able to take Mm. cues and from people to know when to write this is a time that I need to you know listen and learn yes and all of those things and I think there's nothing more important bring a notebook and bring a pen you'll need a notebook you'll need a notebook and a pen (laughs) but I think yeah it's just about um looking for opportunities which sometimes will come from left of field Mm. and I think that um as teachers I think it's important just to teach children to be resourceful resilience is really important and but I think you know so many of them are, are are doing that and yep. you know it's it's also an uh, important role for parents to play obviously yep. Yep. but yeah resourcefulness resilience mm. and just being able to kind of dust yourself off if something doesn't go quite right yep. and and pick up with something else and commitment yes. I think that um, you can't just do something once and go I didn't like it yeah you know you got to commit to it and just kind of work through um things to kind of then come out at the end and I think reflection is really important so teaching people to be um to have those skills to properly reflect on experiences and learn learn from that then learn go all right how am I going to do that better next time yep that's exactly what do I need to change let's just have lots of active listeners and I think we'll do really well (laughs) with with notebooks and pens with notebooks and pens I'll bring an ipad if you want to but I like a pen (laughs) (laughs) um so of course, we're in this mode at the moment where everything is shutting down and mm. so taking a taking a step back and taking a breather. Um, what's happening for Camerata and and what are their preparations and what are you going to look forward to? What, what what are we looking forward to when this sort of patters down and we're getting ready to get back out there and and do things and when the community is going to really need everyone stepping up? Yeah, what, absolutely. What's the Camerata going to be heading into? Well, it's it is an interesting time. Look, it's a really challenging time and a scary time, but we're also a really resilient industry and I do believe that we're a great community and can come together. So for Camerata, it's about finding new and different ways to connect with our audiences and our supporters and I think we've already seen it um, from some companies around town already just that online engagement and how we can engage online. I think that uh, we're very lucky in Queensland, I think, to have a wonderful arts minister. I think I Minister Enoch is an amazing person to have in our corner. Yep. She's going to keep our plight very uh, out in the community and also federally. I think that she'll be really pushing uh, to support artists and mm, practitioners mm. here in uh, in Queensland so I think um, it's just about looking for new opportunities and I think that's what we want to focus on at Camerata so yep. rather than dwelling on what we can't do yes. it's about what we can do yep. and supporting our artists and keeping because um, there's a financial terrible financial reality to all of this yes. so it's about keeping our um, artists active and working financially speaking as I said but also for their health and well-being as well creatives need to 
practice their art form. Yeah. So it's finding those opportunities and and um, staying connected with people. So I yeah. think you'll see, um, you know, in the coming weeks and months, you'll see a lot of online activity yes. from us, like yep. you, like a lot of organisations like will do. Is doing. I actually think what might come out of all of this is a great opportunity for cross art form collaborations as well. Mm-hmm. You never know what it might lead to. Yep. So I think it's about us all supporting each other and getting through. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, as you, as everyone knows, I was out west and kind of it wasn't so talked about out mm. there. I suppose it's a different. Everyone was talking about how great it was to have rain because oh, it looked beautiful <laughs> out there. But I kind of came back and realised I hadn't really watched any of the news or anything, and I, I and I did have a moment of kind of going. <gasps> gosh what's going to happen but we will be okay and I think just let's support each other let's come up with great ideas and let's collaborate and let's get through this and then once we are we are going to have a whole country of people wanting to laugh again wanting Mm. to cry again wanting to be entertained and I think we just have to be ready to do that at Camerata we're you know we're pushing forward we're just taking one thing at a time as far as our um, subscription series is concerned it Mm -hmm. was sad that we had to postpone and it is a postponement of our first subs this year called Compassion and we were working with Australian singer and songwriter Lior on that but that will happen and it will happen at a another great time so um, it's just onwards and upwards for us and keeping the connections alive and keeping our artists working. Eng, thank you for joining us today and sharing your story. Uh, a few announcements as we wrap up today's session. We don't want to hog the mic, so if you have an idea, topic or conversation that you would like to share, we're all ears. Uh, contact us through the APADA website, apada.com.au. But if you're already one of our members, you can share your stories through members' dashboard. Uh, words to our wonderful world of the performing arts out there. Though the lights are out for you at the moment we will be there when you stand behind the curtain once more hope you're planning your comeback because it's going to be huge and a huge push for the arts when you return stay safe stay sane and stay well angela thank you today for being with us oh thanks very much for having me i had a great time thanks jen (laughs) thank you and well wishes to all